Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to give a quick notice that this episode of Private Parts was recorded before coronavirus was um, announced a pandemic, just to make that very clear. Enjoy the episode. So uh, before we kick things off, you'd probably owe an apology to a couple of people. Um, I own apology. No, you owe an apology. I owe an apology to uh, you and Danny and everyone in the room for being late. Mm. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. And See, I'm, and man, I'm man enough to apologise. Well, you never apologise. Who's, who's the most important people you have to apologise to? The listener. No, because the listener, I'm talking to you. You know who you, know who you are. You know, you, you Why are you being aggressive? You listening there, you're the listener. And I'm sorry for being late because I double booked. Um, actually, I put, put this podcast recording twice in my calendar, today and tomorrow. So, you know, it's a good thing that I was late. Otherwise, I would have turned up tomorrow and there would have been no recording. Yeah. So, But we do now have a recording tomorrow yeah. as well. Yeah, we've got one tomorrow as well, so I'll be here. <laughs> so is that, is that all you want to say about the apology? Yeah, because I think I've apologised enough. Oh, I think you should say it one more time and then I think we're good. No, no, I think... I think Just one more time, go on. Uh, I, I think we should get on with this great podcast yes. with this fantastic guest, Danny Dyer. One more time, Francis, then we can all be got, happy. I'm not apologising again. Well, I've apologised more, more than enough. I think the listener's upset, but that's okay. Kicking things off to a bad start. Yay, go, go Danny. <laughs> Yeah, you go, Danny. We have Danny Dyer on the episode today. Uh, we're very excited. I have been stalking Danny for a, a long time to try and get her on the podcast. Sounds very weird, but I not stalking <coughs> her in person. You've been going through her bins. I've not been going through her bins or anything at all. We just been I've been speaking to her on Instagram. Well, she wasn't replying, so I was just talking to myself on Instagram. Why? Why do I? I was. You remember when I was driving along on the uh, in in the car? <laughs> okay, yeah. And I drove past these bins, and you were going through them. <laughs> Why do you always do that? <laughs> it's not hygienic. <laughs> I was not going through the bins. Um, but we have Danny Dar on the podcast. She is just such a lovely, warm human in every single way. And um, she's great. I love Danny. It sounds quite weird when you say they're a lovely, warm human. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you, you never fail to make things uh, creepy. <laughs> she came on the podcast. We chatted about her book, about Love Island, about her life, love life, heartbreaks, everything at all. Uh, you're going to really like this episode. Um, Actually, it's a great episode. Yeah. So uh, sit back and relax. Now, please remember. Um, wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. Be safe. Subscribe to our beautiful podcast. Maybe comment below um, <clears throat> and follow us on Instagram at Private Podcast. Right, ladies and gentlemen, Francis, intro the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Dyer. So I, uh, I wore my... I woke up this morning, right? Okay. And I, uh, I thought, well, I've got it now. Because normally I wake up and I just put on anything that I want to wear, right? I just go, okay. Normally, this is actually true. Normally, this is bad, but I wake up in the morning and I... Because I wear boxes in bed. Yeah. And I and I, I don't change my boxes. I just go straight into the day in the boxes that I slept in that night. That's disgusting. Why is that disgusting? It's not disgusting at what, all. So you don't wake up and put, have a shower and put fresh boxes on? Oh, I wake up, I have a shower, but wear the boxes that I wore. Why? Because well, I, I put on fresh ones <laughs> to go to bed. And oh, then I no, wake up. No, so no, they're no, still. No, no, no. That's, that's not fresh. That is fresh. No, I think you should, after every shower, put clean boxes on. Imagine if like. I did that. That'd be weird. Well, if you put my boxes on, no. yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> if I put more of the same knickers, but that's gross. Are you, well, I don't think it is. I think it's kind of all right. I, don't, I feel like if you're going to do that, keep it to yourself. Okay, well, I've just told everyone. So anyway, what happens is I wake up in the morning, I take my shower, I put the same boxes on, and I thought, okay, I have a really special guest on the podcast today. Uh. So I was like, what, what am I going to wear? And so I wore my favourite blue jumper. I love. You know what I was going to say to you? I love that jumper because it's not itchy. Let me just have it. What do you mean it's not itchy? <sighs> I hate itchy jumpers. You do? Like knitted, itchy. Oh, I just can't do it. You can't handle those ones? No, even if someone's wearing it, I'm sweating for them. Really? Yeah, uh, but that jumper looks perfect. I, I feel, do you, do you wake up in the morning, do you worry about what you're going to wear in the day? Or do you just, you kind of wake up and just go, right, here we go, oh, whatever. Oh, no, I like to plan. Oh, you're a planner? I'm a planner. Okay, so what, so what is your morning routine? So you get up and what happens? So I always usually pick my outfit out the night before because sometimes it always Sorry. needs to have a little <laughs> no. iron. Like you're going on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually mean? think, <laughs> like, oh, tomorrow I'll wear this. In the morning, I have to get up. I do need about an hour and a half because I like to get up, have my Actimel, have my coffee, watch a little bit of GMB this morning, maybe. When do you, when do you pray? There's no praying, actually. Oh, well, I, I pray for... Do you pray? Yeah, good two hours in the morning. <laughs> what? Why? You do not I pray. Do, yeah, I do. I, I pray for two hours. What I... This is, Kate, listen, your morning routine is just all about you, right? What? what, what, what it, it is. is. It's the only time it you, is. Can, you can all be about uh, Well, you, right? do you know what I do in the morning? What? Okay, I wake up. I wake up at 4 a.m. 4? Yeah, yeah, because then I go and feed the stray dogs. Just, mean, I, no, you're yeah. just no. I there's do, no I, way you get up at four. I do. I wake up at four and I feed the stray dogs because there's loads of stray dogs in Chelsea. There's <laughs> no. Yeah. He's such a wilder. <laughs> there are. You must, there <laughs> is not. I would love to live in Chelsea. Loads of them. There's loads of stray dogs. And then once I fed all the stray dogs, I then, um, I then hand out sleeping bags to all of the homeless people because there's lots of homeless people in Chelsea as well. Then I pray for two hours. So that takes me till 10. (laughs) (laughs) Then I shower because that's what I see. With your dirty boxes on anyway. And you you live in Chelsea. And I live in Chelsea, yeah. I'm just saying, look, Danny, that my morning is all about other people. Yours is all about yourself. And I don't believe anything what you just said. (laughs) You feed the ducks as well. Is that fitting in the morning? Occasionally I do. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) You do have a lot of ducks in Chelsea. (laughs) 
Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives. In the studio, Danny Dyer! Ah, honestly, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I've been trying to get you on the podcast for so long. I feel like I've been harassing you on oh, Instagram. No, I, I see this. Oh, today. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> no, I see it today, right? Because obviously you tagged me in um, a few of your stories, yeah. and then I sort of scrolled up. I was like, oh my god, it, I've been like blanking him. Yeah, you have been blanking me. You've been blanking <laughs> me a lot. I didn't realise you sent me messages. You've been blanking me a lot. But it ha- this happens all the time, so don't worry, it's not just you. <laughs> I, I've been asking, you know Maya Jammer? Yeah. Okay, so I've been asking Maya Jammer quite a lot, and I had to do something with her yesterday. And I didn't realise she was going to be there, so I turned and went, oh shit, there's, there's Maya. So I had to slyly go onto my Instagram and unsend all of no, the messages. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. But she, she might not have seen them. No, she didn't see them, because she didn't say seen yeah. on me, so I unsent them all and went, <laughs> hey Maya, how you, how you doing? Yeah, because it's kind of awkward, right? Because I, I totally get it, because I just send the message out and hope that people reply. Oh. Now, is this your first podcast you've ever done? Or have you done some before? I've done a couple of podcasts, actually, but not loads and loads. I feel like, I feel like it's quite a new thing, but it's been around. It's been around, for, but, you're yeah. a talk, but you're a talker, right? So you, you're, you're kind of a great kind of person to ha- as a guest to have on really? a podcast. Yeah, I think you're a good talker. I do like talking. Yeah, not rubbish. Because obviously, for people who, I mean, every single person in the country knows exactly who you are. But for people who don't know you are, you started on Love Island. I know. Oh, you didn't start on Love Island. You started in your mummy's womb. But, but you started <laughs> where you, yeah, where you kind of shot upwards. Was that was mad? And I also met you when I came out to the villa. Yeah, I- did, yeah, you yeah. did. Oh my god! And it was so did. it was so weird seeing you guys because I walked in and I became starstruck. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, my we god, we were starstruck as well because obviously we'd like I've known you. Well, you haven't known me, but I've known you on seen you on TV for years. So, so it's always a bit weird for me. So you're saying you're a fan? I'm a massive fan. Yes. I'm not even gonna lie. I yeah. am. I do love Manny Chelsea. It happens a lot, Danny. Listen, a lot of people <laughs> come in here and they can't really talk much because they are starstruck by me. They are very starstruck. <laughs> what was what was Love Island like for you? I loved it. Really? Like, I really really loved it like you know like when you look back at something I just can't look at anything negative from it like I thought it was just such a good experience and it was so much fun but being like being like 10 weeks in one place that's intense it was I did struggle the first week I was there it was really weird because you're in bed with someone you don't know you haven't really got any friends you can't bring anyone you can't talk to anyone other than these people and I remember the first week I was just kept crying. Yeah, but that's boarding school. That's literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. it literally is. Literally. That's literally. Went to eat, went to shower. This is what I had. When I was eight years old, I said this before, when I was eight years old, my, my mum took me to boarding school and she didn't explain the concept of boarding school. And I arrived and she freaking left. And I was like, what the hell? And, and then I was staying in a room yeah. with a bunch of people that you don't know. And yeah. you kind of have to make friends, you right? You have to get along with people. You have to. But I suppose the bond. hard thing, I think the hardest thing for that, like, because you're so in the public eye and because of who your family is and things like that, you've kind of always experienced that mm. and, and different things. But, it, but when you're in there, you have no idea what the hell is going on in the outside world. So you just don't know anything. So you don't know how you're being perceived. You don't know what people are thinking mm. of you, all those different things. Does that scare you a little bit or no? It was. I think it was scary when we was in there, but you're so protected. You are just in this bubble and you sort of forget you're doing a show. You sort of forget, oh, we're filming Love Island because you just so easily just get lost in this world that you're in. In the end, you did, we did start just laughing at everything we was doing though. Like when we had to have chats and stuff, I just couldn't take it seriously. Really? Really. But then when we come out, it was scary because it was like 
crazy. Because people are meeting you at the airport and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, people pushing over buggies, you know, like over, taps over and stuff. buggies. Yeah, they were pushing <laughs> buggies over. Like, it was it was crazy. I remember just sit standing there thinking, oh my god, I was petrified. Shit, but that's like real thing. Yeah, it was all like all in one hit. But then how do you, I like, because there's lots of different things, right? Because it's, it's funny with something like fame, because when we were kids, when I was a kid, right, all I wanted to do mm-hmm. was become famous because mm-hmm. I thought that would be like, oh my God, if I become famous, everyone's going to love me and yeah, all these different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And then actually when you realise that you get that fame, actually firstly, it's meaningless. And secondly, it, it's you, you kind of want your privacy back a little oh, bit. Oh, definitely. I think I would love to... I think when my friends go out to certain things and I think, oh, I would love to be able to go and do that with them. You know what I mean? Because you feel like you can't do that sometimes. Yeah, I do. I do think sometimes you do have to restrict yourself on what things you do and going out. And you know what I mean? I love it. Like, it's so nice when people come up to you and they're really nice to you. But if I'm in a bit of a rubbish mood... I think it's, they meet the version of me that I don't want them to meet, you, you know? But you're never in a rubbish Oh, mood. I can be. So I'll just stay indoors. Like, I'll just think, you know what, I'm just going to stay indoors. I'm not going to go out. I miss the school run. Wait, wait, what happens, what happens <laughs> when you get in, like, a rubbish mood? Are you, do you get grumpy sometimes? Yeah, I, I, I'm one of them. If I'm down, I'm really down. Everything yeah. goes wrong. Like, I had it the other day. Like, the shredder, you know, like all the paper in that, it just... Wait, hang on. You know the shredding machine. So yeah, this yeah. is how my day started. I right? can't wait for this. I have to tell okay. you, it was the worst <laughs> that morning of my life. Okay, tear up. So, so you just the night before you had laid your clothes out. <laughs> so you were, so you were super ready yeah, for all of that. Yeah, I woke up with my fresh dressing gown on, and then I come down, and the, the the shredder machine thing was full up. So, but for some reason, as I've opened it, it's just gone everywhere. So all this little bit of paper is just all on the floor. Obviously, the Hoover. Like, wouldn't hoover it all up, right? So now I'm, like, sweaty and having a breakdown. And I was like, okay, what do I do? Then the hoover, I was like, oh, the duster. That's why. So I've gone to empty, obviously, all the dust in it. It's missed the bin. So now all the dust is on the floor. Then I want to hoover up the dust. Then the hoover runs out of battery. <laughs> I literally just stood there. Holy I was shit. like, someone is testing me Oh, no, me it's today. Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> I've cried when, the bin, when I've missed the bin, man. Yeah, I do. No, yeah. you haven't, Danny. They come once every two weeks. If you miss them, then that's it. <laughs> what are you doing? It's not like missing a bus. <laughs> Because I, my bins were full up. I didn't know what to do. I cried. I snoozed my alarm and I shouldn't have snoozed it. And I just stood there and I could just see it in the far distance. And I thought, I can't run. I wanted to run down the road and go, please come back. So what do you do then? You just have to pile up the bins? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just pile them up and hope for the best, really. Take, I took it down to my nuns, to be honest. Did you? Yeah, she's got a shoot room. <laughs> she lives in Canning Town. <laughs> Wait, is this shoot room one of the things that you, you put the rubbish in and it flies Yeah, she lives too. in Canning Town, so they've got all of them. Oh, my God. But <laughs> see, you, I feel like with you, the, the, the best thing about you, and have you always been this way, you know, when... You're you're kind of who you are. You're you're just you. Mm-hmm. You don't change who you are. You're you're so authentic. You're so real. And I oh, think that's thanks, why. John. But I think it's true, man. Like like I think that's why everyone fell in love with you. Um, the whole country didn't love on is because you were just that real person. You didn't try and pretend you were anything mm-hmm. else or do anything else. Did you kind of or have you always been that way? I think so. I think I always have. I think I'm like a mixture between my mum and my dad. Mm-hmm. But they're so normal. Like, I've always had a normal life, really. Like, although my dad was in the public eye and he was an actor, he still brought me up as just a normal kid, yeah. you know? So I still had to work, you know, earn money. It was never like an... Although it was great being brought up by, by my mum and dad, I still had to, you know, wash up and to earn me 20 quid. Do you know what I mean? Did you? Yeah. 
oh yeah, I used to blitz the house if my mum was on holiday, like clean it from top to bottom for 40 quid. And I used to love it. And then obviously- You used to get them for 40 quid? Yeah, that, that's a lot. Yeah, but trust me, that was like, you don't understand why I had to clean if my mum was on holiday, everything. Mate, I, okay, with that, that's like when I was younger, the only way I earned money was I had to, this is, I used to walk, <laughs> I had to walk up and down our drive uh, well, where, yeah. I can imagine how long that drive was. It was, yeah. Do you I know mean, what? You had fountains and everything. No fountains, but a lot of daffodils. And there <laughs> were, we had to walk up and down the uh, drive, and every dead daffodil there was, I'd have to pick the head off. Uh, well, and put it in, in a little basket and oh, I would get 10p I'd, per... I'd love to do that. Yeah, but I got 10p per daffodil. I'm you got sure 40. you was all right. No, I, well, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. You got 40 quid for doing that. No, but it was a lot of cleaning. Really? All week. And but, then, but then, and also, and then my dad took the credit. So I sort of, my mum would come home and go, "Oh, Dan, I can't believe you've done that." But then, really the, then the me. thing is, your your family were, you know, your dad was in acting and these different yeah. things. And then this idea came along that you wanted to go on Love Island and oh, do this different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that chaos? Yes, like absolute chaos. Because I originally I, I went on the Survival of the Fittest show, the ITV Two show. That was a really good show. Actually. But I, I dislocated. <laughs> Don't start. I was only on it for a day. I reckon hours. you would have. Done really well from that. <laughs> Jamie, don't be horrible. Don't well, be horrible. Well, I didn't see season two. That was you. No, I, you know what? Listen, they tried, but some things don't work out. What was the concept of that show? That was like, was it men? It was it like men girls versus again, women? Yeah, it was like men versus women, like having to do like challenges and all that kind of stuff. And I quite liked that. Like, yeah, sure. When we got approached for it, I was like, oh, actually, I like that. Because I, I was so scared of doing the whole love thing on TV. So then when I, I literally dislocated my shoulder, worst pain of my life. On purpose. Definitely not on purpose. I literally, I thought my arm was going to have to be amputated because it was like dangling off, off me. How did you do it? Oh, I come down, you know what really upset me? I read that book, The Secret, that the, the week before. I, right? listen, I listened to that at night time. Yeah, I, I listened to it, read it, like everything. And then top of the slide, I go down and dislocate my shoulder. And I remember crying and I went, that book, she just wanted a mortgage. It didn't mean anything. <laughs> like I was sobbing my heart out because I couldn't believe I did the my shoulder on tennis. Wait, hang on. So you, you went down the slide. And I've, as I come up, like there was like mud mm. and I've slipped and then I just heard my arm like crunch <laughs> and it was dragging along in the mud. Like I was carrying on it was, and I was like, no, there's something wrong with my arm here. And then they looked at me and I was like, like obviously turn off the camera sort of thing. I was on a drip and... Oh, it was the worst time of my life. It was really bad. So you did that one and... I mean, weirdly, that's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, oh my God, right? that is such a blessing in disguise. Yeah, if so I the was secret, on that one more day, so I wouldn't you, have been allowed to have do, done Love Island. You dissing the author of The Secret, actually, she was helping you <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, you know what I really like? I'd love to actually give her a cuddle. Firstly, can we just talk about that book? Because um, I understand the, the, what The Secret is about is about manifestation, right? So it's all about going, okay, I believe this is going to happen. Yeah. And then you really think it. And I listen to it at nighttime now. It's long. Like, I, I woke up at, like, four in the morning and she was still talking. She's still going. She is still going. But she knows that she means what she says, and I do believe her. I'm just not sure. Because there was one bloke who <laughs> went, I've started, and he's Australian, he goes, I started a business, and I said, this year we're going to turn over 100 grand, and we did. I'm like, no, okay. But, yeah, but- and then he said... And then his wife told him to say, well, let's think we're going to turn over a million. And then we did. <laughs> I was like, no, sure I, that- know, I know. I, get, I think certain things are a little bit like, but I think you want to aim high. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think I think there's a lot. This is actually so when I was when I was a kid, my um, my brother used to tell me stories of Jamie and Sweetwell. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is totally true. So I was so scared of the dark as a kid. Oh. Yeah, that? really scared of the dark, and I didn't, and I hated falling asleep. So, what my uh, brother did told me stories of Jamie and Sweet World, and so throughout my entire life, I had this like vision of like this Sweet World, and that's why now I went and set up a sweet company. <gasps> oh my god, I know. Yeah, so exactly. So these like manifestation things like definitely a hundred percent happen if that's you really think. That's why I totally agree them. with it. I totally agree. I think if you're negative as well, negative things do come to you. Yeah, I totally agree. So, wait, hang, so this, so you did Survival of the Fittest. Yeah. Uh, it was an ITV, mm. uh, and then that didn't work out. But mm. then Love Island came across, mm. and Love Island is a show which you weren't sure about. It's one of those yeah. shows where you have to fall in love, and you have to show your emotions on yeah. TV, and all la la la, and all those different mm. things. So, how did it happen? How did you tell your family? And when did you say, right, I'm going to go and do this? Well. They sort of approached me straight away about Love Island. I sort of had a joke. I remember I was sitting there and I was like, there's always Love Island. I was like, never in a million years. I'm not going on Love Island. So I was saying no for ages until the maybe the April when Lewis, the guy, was like, oh, can I meet you? You know, one of the producers, I'd love to meet you and have a chat and stuff, see how you are. And then he just sort of sat there and was like, just come on. Like, why don't you just want to come on Love Island? Like, just come and meet the execs of me. Like, it'll be great. And... I was like, fine, Lewis, like, I'll go and meet them. And then I met them, and when they sort of explained to me that I don't have to have sex on TV, I was like, because I don't want to have sex on <laughs> wait, TV. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, so they sat you down and they I went, was like, I was like, look, you don't listen, have to do you it. don't have to. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to have sex with someone on telly. I don't want to do this. I was like, I don't want to show my... I was like, they I'll have that bad would, luck. thought that would be your aim, to, to <laughs> go on TV Well, people and have do sex. that, don't they? When you're in, like, falling for someone, that's... What you do is you normal in, person. In the first season of, of Love Island. Oh, God, they was at it. Wasn't <laughs> they? It was like they'd never had it before. <laughs> it's like they'd just broken out of prison. Yeah. It was literally, it was literally like, like, that was too much. That is so funny. Yeah. Like, I, okay, How can your nan look at that? <sighs> Yeah, I don't think my nan would mind so much, but I, I, <laughs> I, when I, this is when I, when I, like, when I see myself kissing on camera, I'm a terrible kisser. Mm, well, I know, from, I've seen you kissing. Uh, well, <laughs> I feel like... I don't like watching people kiss stuff. I think it's a bit weird. Firstly, let's just get this right. I'm an awesome kisser. I just look terrible. That's the, that... As long as you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. Well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, but I do. But I, when I kiss, it's like I look really awkward. I look kind of weird. I look they're different things. 
I can't even imagine having sex on. Yeah. That would just be the most horrendous yeah, thing. Yeah, and there's everyone around you. Yeah, everyone's around you. All these different things. So you go into the, the thing. They say yeah. the, all this. They say I don't have sex in camera. All that. Yeah, stuff. and what I was just panicky, and I was just like, I don't know if I want to do it. Blah blah blah. blah. And they just sort of said, Listen, go and stop worrying about what the concept is. Just go in there and have a good time, have a good summer. Like go and enjoy it. I was like, What else are you doing, really? I was like, Was that like, you in love? You got anything going on? I was like. Yeah, no, I'm still in the same... So I was still sort of reading the same script. Do you know what I mean? Doing the same thing the over and over and over again. <laughs> You're still reading the secret. <laughs> reading the secret, just praying. No, I didn't like it at this point. But yeah, and I was like, oh, you know what? And then when I went home, my mum was the one that made me do it. My mum. Pushy mum. Yeah, she... Oh, yeah. She's Chris Jenner. Go! <laughs> get on that show and have sex. You better get on there. Better have sex with loads of people. Don't. Oh, my God, no. She. Um, so what did she say? She was like, just going... I think she wanted me to go and have a good summer. She was like, go and enjoy yourself. I think I was so down. After I hurt my shoulder, I couldn't do anything, couldn't work. So she was like, I think it would be good for you. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to tell Daddy, though, because he was not. Because obviously when he heard the rumours and stuff, because it was in the papers ages before I even mm. said yes... He was like, you ain't going to go on that show, are you? I was like... Why does he sound like that? I was like, oh, no, no, Dad, don't worry. I'd never go on that. But I literally told him two weeks before. I weren't going to tell him. I was like, Mum, I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to pack a little case and go. And she was like, no, you have to tell him. You're going to be on So sweet. Just pack a little case. <laughs> Off I go. Bye, everyone. Got another day. <laughs> but then my mum was like, For no, it'll break his heart. Or whatever it is. It would have broke his heart. So, so wait, so did you, did you tell him? Yeah, I told him. Okay, so wait, how, how, so, explain, so how did you tell him? Did you sit him down? Did you? Oh, yeah, I sat him down. My nan was round because my nan's like a little softy. So it was me and my nan. We just, she just cooked us steak and jacket potato and some salad. Perfect way to get into I it. I know. And then I remember him just sitting there and I was like, I was said, Dad, about Love Island. And he just looked at me and I was like, I'm going to go on Love Island. Like, and he just looked at me. And then stood up, went in the garden, and had a cigarette. And I was, and I was like, someone, I was like, I don't really know how he's taken it. And then he just sort of come in, and he, what upset me couldn't finish his dinner, so it upset me. I thought oh, I've ruined his appetite. I like it when people eat. It really got down, got me down. And he was just like, do what you got to do. Then don't really think you should do it. Like, why would you want to go on a show like that? But I was so happy they won a BAFTA. Yeah. So I could sort of put that in there a little bit. Like, they've won a BAFTA, they're great. <laughs> yeah, great but, but also, but also, there's this kind of thing he that was I... was scared. Yeah, but also, I, I totally get that he was scared. And actually, mm. I I wish my parents had said something like that because they did not say anything. They were just like, <laughs> yeah, if you want to go and do that. They didn't... And they still never watched an episode. They just, <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know for like 48 years. Um, but the... Because I think also in life, right, there's these things like... I, I, life is kind of mundane and life is kind of like normal. Life mm. is very calm. And I think that doing something like that is if you hadn't have done it, you would have always regretted, regretted it. not, I knew that. not yeah. doing it right. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you just go, shit, I'm just going to have to go and do this for myself and do it for myself. And also the fact that you went on it and you were just this awesome person, you kind of changed the whole narrative of the show because the show oh. before it, the show before was literally just about, you know, this and that and love and all this. And you went on just this normal person who was just super cool, who <laughs> and, and who just basically actually did just fall in love and and just have a wicked time. <laughs> I don't know why that happened, though, to be honest. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Someone you... likes me up there. I always say that. It's the secret. That's what happens. I, mean, I told you, she's got a little sus spot for her. But but then you 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 come you come out of the show and all this chaos is going on and all these different things mm. and and with you I suppose did you always have an understanding or a direction of where you wanted to go and do different things like that because you always wanted to do acting, didn't mm, you? I loved acting. Like I've 
always loved it. You know, there's just something that you do and you just enjoy, you get that buzz from it. Mm. But it's not, it's not easy. Like, it's just really, really not. And I think before I went on Love Island, there was no path really like I was saying the other day it's so hard when someone goes where do you see yourself in five years or what do you want to be doing next year why do people that. do that I don't know like I don't know what I'm going to be I'd, doing yeah exactly <laughs> hopefully I'm okay this know? is the other thing okay about this industry right which I don't get which is the other weird thing is that like if you were a doctor if you were like a lawyer if you were like whatever no one would say to you when do you think you're going to give it up and you know they would never say that to in our industry because you'll get to like 31 they go you're a bit old for that now yeah Oh, and you kind of go, well, am I a bit old for it? There's not an age limit on it at all. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I totally agree with you. Mm. We get these like things in our our head that they go, right, you have to have a five, a ten, whatever year plan. And we Mm. just don't really know what we're kind of doing yeah, right. you don't know what you, and he's so much pressure as well and, yeah. I, and I didn't want to put pressure on myself I, I literally did not think I was going to be on Love Island for eight weeks at all not I don't think any my mum and dad were in Florida when I went on Love Island you know they weren't thinking like that I was going to win the job yeah 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 but but uh, do you think as a kid that you because you saw your dad and things like that you always wanted to kind of be in the limelight or do something along those lines yeah I think so I mean I was always on set with him when he was doing films and I enjoyed it I really loved it and I, I loved being around people and new people I've always found that quite interesting Mm. but I didn't know I didn't know what I was going to do because I was a dental nurse I was a dental nurse yeah what yeah at 16 I've become a dental nurse I trained for two years okay so so what I didn't necessarily want to it was never about being famous I know it sounds weird like when before I went on Love Island it wasn't even about the fame it was just I'm going to go on it do you know? Yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean, but I suppose I mean stupid because you are going to be. But I didn't. Yeah, well, that's a, that, that's the famous, thing, yeah. right? Like, there's a there's a weird thing about it because I get asked that question quite a lot of the time. They kind of say to me, people say, "Oh, did you go and do a reality show to to be famous?" And I suppose for me, the only reason you'd probably go on a TV show like that for me is that because I wanted to gain some sort of fame. Mm. I, if I'm totally honest, I went and did Made in Chelsea because I thought I was young. I thought I was going to be famous, and I thought I'd get girls. That's <laughs> that's, that's literally yeah. yeah. That's literally what I thought it would be because I. But I always, as a kid, always envisioned I, I wanted to be an actor as well. Mm. And then I went to Leeds and studied theatre and performance and did all that kind of thing. And and I just realised that acting was like this hardest. Oh, like, it's so hard. Freaking hell, man! Like the the rejection and the things and the, the auditioning and all. So much. Did rejection. you go through all of that auditioning process? Mm, yep, yeah, I've done the auditioning. I've cried in a in a room, in a casting room. So what happens? Because I've never done an audition. It, when you go into an audition, does it happen when you walk in? You, there's like a room full of people, yeah. and you have to go. It basically, everyone just looks yeah. like you. Yeah, and you yeah. have to go. Hey, hi. Is that awkward? Like, hi. Is that what actually happens? Yeah, it's literally you're in a you're in a room. I think the most scariest thing I auditioned for was our girl. I auditioned for that, and I cried in the room. I just went, I just I don't know what I'm doing. She, she, she was like. Can we can we try it this way? And I just I just I was sweating because they was running an hour late. So with, with, yeah. within that hour, you just sort of see like the previous person coming out. This so you was just having it around you, and it's just the nerves just get on top of you. That's what it is because you know what you're doing, but you just go in there and. It's just this authority just looking at you and you, you want this role so bad. Wait, hang on, so you, you, you auditioned for Argo and yeah. you just started crying, in it? <sighs> just cried. Really? Yeah, I just got... Because I don't, I don't know... It, just to let the nerves come over me and she asked me to do it in a different way because mm-hmm. the monologue, the speech thing we had to prepare was quite deep. Yeah. But she wanted to make it quite comical 
Mm. And then I tried to make it comical. And, I just and you just couldn't do it. And he started crying. He started panicking. Because I prepared it in a completely I, different way. I really panicked. But I, when I, I did my, I did my A level. Um, I did my AS exams. So did you do ASs? You well, I did GCSE. Okay, did, I did AS English, and I was studying Jane Eyre. And my mum always said to me, when you go in the exam, just, just, uh, just take it easy, relax. Don't, don't just rush through it. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. And this is when I really panicked. And I went into the exam hall and I opened up my exam and started looking through it and I didn't know any of the questions. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I don't know any of the questions. So I went through it one more time and thought, I don't know any of the questions. So I sat up, sat up in the chair and I thought, I'm going to have to faint. <laughs> I'm going to have to pretend to faint. What? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to have to pretend to faint to get out of this exam. So honestly, I was on the verge of just going, and then <laughs> fainting off my chair because I was freaking out so much <laughs> in this exam. Because it does, the, when you get that panic, yeah, it comes you over you. What can you, I do? And you start to freak out so much. But I suppose then what also happens is like that, you know, if you have that, for <laughs> me, I get, I get kind of anxious and things like that over certain things. And, mm. you know, you came out of Love Island and you were with Jack, obviously your ex yeah. and things like that. And that was so public and everything was on you so much mm. all of the time. The papers, the press. I've never really had that. Is that quite hard to handle? It, you know, it was hard. But I think if when you're in a good place and you're going for a good time and I feel like the papers and the press, you just sort of go with it. But it was weird being in the papers. It's weird. But, but it's every single move that you do. Everything you do. Yeah. Everything you do was... It was intense and it was a bit crazy and I don't know how. I was still in a bubble though, but I remember us being and we was like, I just want to go back in that bubble, really. But it was difficult. I think it is. It is always hard because you are under a microscope and you you know you want to be a role model. For I would just think it would just be so. F- I just think it would be hard all the time because it is hard when you're in a public relationship because everything you do is watched and because I d- I'm sure you don't mind you like like saying things you know because when you know when you guys were like either break up or not break mm. up it was just like you know are they aren't they are they aren't yeah. they the entire time and that's freaking bullshit it was annoying and then you'd sort of get back together and to try and make it work because that's what you do normally like in normal relationships you do that you want to get back together you want to try and make it work you want to see if there's anything left yeah but and that's what we tried to do but everything was then you know are they with, they're with, with each other for the contracts and what contract what? I would love to know what contract I've signed is that, is that what they used to say yeah. they, you were together. or the money's run out or something like that their money's run out or I don't what? What? Just lit the people, people's things people say, they literally all read the same script, I'm telling you. That is too good. Uh, right, Danny, also, uh, in this podcast, what we like to do is read a diary. Now, do you drive? Yes. Oh, well, you're going you're gonna to like this one because I don't drive. I bet you have a chauffeur. No, I don't. Why would I? Oh, you, hey, you're contract runner. Because so you, there you go. You live in Chelsea. I, I, so because I live in Chelsea, I have a chauffeur. I love Chelsea. It's just different, ain't it? What do you mean? It's not like Eden. Even what the do you coffee do? shops, I love it. It's I love the way you use like dine and stuff. Like, I love the way the wine gets poured. No, what? <laughs> Hang on a second. What do you mean? It's nothing like that. Like you like just go that. to afternoon tea and oh, I love it. You've just book, never done that. You just book like little trips away and I just love it. <laughs> it's so great. My helicopter's literally parked on the <laughs> on the roof. Okay, here we go. So this is uh, this is my diary that I'm going to read you. Um, so sit back, relax, and just uh, just to enjoy yourself. Okay. <clears throat> Monday. It's the beginning of the week, which means new start, or so I say in my own head. I feel like I want to tackle this week head on. Come on, Monday. I'm going to beat you. Tuesday, I see you around the corner. Oh, Wednesday, you better be scared. And don't get me started about Thursday. Yeah, that's what I say every week. What is that? Me just take, taking on the week. 
Well, I thought that was, I thought it was a diary. Yeah, it is. This is my diary. Just... Diaries are meant to be like what you like. Yeah. How you're feeling, your emotions. Yeah, exactly. That's what you've I'm feeling. Dug, you've not dug deep enough. Well, listen, here we go then. I'll get deeper. Do you want me to cry? Is that what you want me to yeah. do? It? If you want me to cry, <laughs> I'll cry. All right. But it's Monday, so I'm going to tackle this Monday. And what I'm going to do to make this one epic. And then it came to me. I decided I was going to book my theory test for the 58th time. No. Yep. How can you fail your theory? Well, very easily. I'll pass my first time. Well, that's because you obviously studied. I didn't study. Well, you should study. Well, the best business plan is no business plan. So there you download go. the app and you'll be fine. Well, I don't want to download the app. Listen, stop at red, go at green, go round the roundabout no, clockwise. You, listen, you need to know it all. No, Just you don't. Just do it. Who needs to know if I need a jockey system for a caravan? You've got a chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, but, oh, the tyres are 2.4 millimetres thick. Listen, just do it, honestly. 58 times? Yes, 58 times. I haven't and failed. you went to boarding school. How do you not know? It didn't teach me theory testing. Listen, here we go. Oh. Now I've said this before. I've booked my fifty. Uh, I've booked my theory test fifty-seven times in my life. Failed it twice. See, and so just, just never up. and just missed the other fifty-five times due to numerous reasons, mainly being hungover. I think. However, <laughs> they say fifty-eight is a charm. So here we go. I did the usual, logging onto the Gov website to book my test. The usual questions flared up. Type of vehicle, surname, and the dreaded provisional licence number, which even on the 58th time I still don't know. As I typed it in and tried to click through, it didn't allow me. I was confused. Angry. How dare my Monday that I was going to destroy be stunted at the first hurdle. It said I had to call the customer service. I wasn't going to fail at this time. Turns out, because I had booked my theory test so many times, there's been a mark put on the system oh under my, my name. God. I had to clear the mark to make sure it's actually me booking it. After a slightly awkward, embarrassing conversation explaining that, yes, it was me booking my theory test so many times, and for the 58th time booking my theory test for £23, I did it. Oh, my God. Yes, Monday, you can't do anything to stop me. I like that. You like that? I'm going to start doing that. What, booking your theory test no, for times? No, writing... Your emotions down in a diary. Yeah. You, when is the theory test? Uh, it's in a couple of weeks. Why? Just go. I'm going to go to it, all right? I'm going to go to I know what it is. You get a little bit scared. I don't get scared you at all. You do get a little bit scared. I don't get it's scared. It's all right. You can be scared. I don't get you scared. Do. I don't get scared. I put my headphones on. I it's, sit it in my It is box. a weird little place, isn't it? The little box. It is fucking weird. And they're it's all... Odd. I still like put your stuff in the lockers and I didn't like all that. Have you? A bit uh, odd. What, like a gym? I'll pass with flying colours. <laughs> you don't like putting your stuff in the lockers? You do, you have to, I have to put all my stuff in the locker. You have lock- <laughs> I suppose not the one you were going the to. The worst is when I was a kid. Did you ever go to like the swim parks? And oh, like? I hate swimming. You hate swimming? <sighs> it just bores me. You know that when you see people swimming and they look that... I love it, like the way the water glistens on their skin and they look grey. And I just think, oh, so boring. What? I want to be that person, but I just, I can't do it. You can't just go out to the sea and just like swim around? No, I don't, oh, I don't get in the sea really. You you scared of it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do, this is, I'm going to do a quick test on you then to find out. This is interesting. This is going to understand before we get to the end of part one. This is how you're going to understand your personality. You ready for this? What's your favourite animal? Oh... I like hippos. Okay, hippo. What's your second favourite animal? Giraffe. Giraffe. What do you think of when you think of the ocean? Salt. Interesting. What do you think of when you think of darkness? Oh, sleep. Sleep. All right. Well, listen, in part two, we're going to find out the answers to that. (laughs) And you're going to find out your personality. Wow, what a cliffhanger that's going to be. Hey, Danny, you having fun? I'm having so much fun. I'm having so much fun. See you in part two, everybody. Bye-bye.